Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Hello, everybody. It's Greg Harrelson here with the Level Up Podcast, also uh, broadcasting live in the Real Estate Sales Solutions uh, Facebook page. But with me uh, today, I've got a great friend, partner, fantastic real estate agent that's going to join me for uh, a discussion on the next market and how we need to be navigating the next market. And as you can see in the title, I have, if we would just treat this market like we treated or like we did our first market, we'll probably be perfectly fine, even if the market shifts. So, Abe, welcome to the Level Up Podcast. Hey, Greg. Looking forward to this. Yeah. And I don't think this is your first time being on Level Up Podcast. We've probably done many of these in the past. Uh, so again, I do appreciate you always uh, taking the time and contributing. And for those that are listening to us on the Real Estate Sales uh, Solutions Facebook page, yes, we are in Myrtle Beach. It's a little stormy right now, but uh, we thought we would just bring that uh, th- this conversation to you. So What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Because I kind of created the title myself, right? And just sprung it up on you. And um, so where did your head go when I um, when I, when I I shared that with you? Yeah, I mean, the first place I went to was, um, it's not even the next market. The market's here. So it's, okay. already, it's already shifted, right? Yeah. The market has changed. Uh-huh. And especially the last, uh, I'd say the last two months or so, we're starting to see, at least in most of the country, starting to see some significant significant changes uh, as, as far as transactions, as far as number of fall throughs and things like that. So, so we're here, right? Yeah. The market's changed. The market has shifted. Yeah. Right. And, and I guess, depending on where you are in the United States, um, you know, um, you, you could, you could, the shift could show up as, wow, you've got a lot of inventory. Um, supply is increasing and demand is decreasing. Um, in our market, I think we can say su- supply is increasing, but it's so subtle, but sales are decreasing, which tells us supply is really not changing, but the demand has changed. Mm-hmm. You could be in a market right now where um, it's still going gangbusters, but you can start to hear that the conversations amount, uh, amongst the consumer is shifting. So you kind of know something's coming, but it's not really here. And maybe you're at that state of confusion. Is it going to hit us or not? So in, in either case, um, today's discussion is, if we would just treat the next market, and as Abe said, well, the next market is here right now. If we will treat the next market like we treated our first market, we'll do perfectly fine. So let me set the tone on what I mean by that. Um, when I came into real estate, when I've coached real estate agents, new licensees to get into real estate and help them get to a certain level, you know, and, and, and grow, develop that talent, grow their business. There's a certain level of excitement when you first get your real estate license, you first get into real estate, and that excitement shows up in your activities. For example, the first market you were ever in, no matter if it was good or bad, you probably dressed a little bit more professional than you did, than you have lately. That's just maybe not you, but that's how it is. That's if in an overall you would see that that is, would, would be a true statement on average. You probably actually got into the office a little bit earlier when you first got into business than you are right now. 
you actually probably got into the office at the same time. You were more consistent about the time that you showed up than you are now. Now it's eight, nine, 10, seven, eight, 11. It just depends on which way the wind's blowing. When you first got in, you didn't have anything to do. So you were told to go look for some business. And then that's what a lot of us did. We looked for business. Either we prospected or we built a centers of influence list and or we uh, sent postcards or, you know, we did open houses. You just consistently did it until you got busy. Right now, a lot of people are not doing that. They're doing some variation. And if they are doing some sort of lead generation, they are doing it inconsistently. Abe, first of all, is what else would you add to that? Because you've been in the business now, I don't know, how long you've been in the business now? Six seven, or seven years? Seven, yeah. Seven years. And mm-hmm. obviously, for those of you that um, uh, maybe don't know Abe that well, Abe consistently does 150 plus transactions you know, yearly, does a lot of listings, very solid you know, um, real estate agent. What else would you add to that? Like, think about that it was just seven ago, years ago when you were a new agent. Um and it's not that what you're doing today is wrong and what you did then is right, but there is a difference, right? And when the market shifts, I think if we just go back to the way that we used to do it, do it, we'll actually break through while other people are experiencing breakdown. What would you add to that list? What are some other things, even in our office, that we see new agents? And we got some new agents in our office right now. And you you notice how they are, you notice their energy. That, that's what I was going to mention. Uh, the, okay. the attitude's different. The attitude, the the excitement's different. Um, you know, when when you start something new, you're you're excited, you're, you're motivated, you're hungry. Um, you yes, there's going to be a little bit of fear. There's a little bit of unknown. There's a little bit of insecurity going into it. But but like you're hungry and you and you want to do the, the best at it, right? So when you first start, so I think as, as time goes on, it's normal. I mean, in everything, in every industry, not just real estate, in everything in life, in the gym. For us to get a little bit complacent. So, so what I hear you saying is, look, it, it's it's okay that we've been complacent, especially the last couple of years. It's been easy. We've had a really strong tailwind behind us. Like you had a, you had to try hard not to do any deals these last two years, yeah. right? But that's over. That tailwind is gone. So, how do we get that excitement back into our lives? How do we get that excitement? How do we start waking up early again? Because we can't wait to get to work because we want that first listing, right? Because how, how do we, how do we hustle like we used to? That's what I get. That's what I get. Uh, that's what I hear you're saying. Yeah. Uh, when, when you talk about that. So it's, it's really, it's more, yes, it's, it's the way you dress. It's the way you talk. It's your attitude. It all comes together. It's that energy that you bring. That energy has to come back right now in this market. There's no question about it. So, so what what I've been telling people, you know, you know, we coach a lot of agents all around the country. What I've been telling people is, look, you just took a forty percent pay cut. Mm. Plain and simple, you just took a forty percent pay cut. It's very likely there's going to be forty percent less transactions over the next twelve months across the whole country. Now, yes, you don't get paid by the hour, right? So, just because you're doing forty percent potentially less transactions doesn't mean that you're going to make less money. We get paid by the number of people we talk to. So because you took a pay cut, doesn't mean that you have to take home less money. So bringing more energy, making more contacts allows you to make up that gap that we're about to lose if we don't make any adjustments, right? So so the market, I, I look at the market, the overall market is, is, like a, is like a pizza pie. So that pizza pie just got smaller. 
Now, what I have to do is bring up my energy, bring up my number of activities that I do, the contacts that I make so I can get a bigger piece of the pie so I can make the same income I made last year. It's kind of like the way I'm, I'm looking at it. Well, yeah. So I guess the way that I started the podcast today is I kind of started it with the approach, right? Like it was very, it was, it was very approach oriented, like mm -hmm. something that you would do. Um, and then what you did is you approached it. Uh, you, you started the conversation with the attitude, which takes me right back to a lot of things that we coach, right? We say attitude, approach, and expectations. I just happened to talk about approach. You defaulted to talk about the attitude. Well, okay. I like where this is going. So let's talk about the expectations for a minute. Like when you were a new agent or when I was a new agent, I mean, what were our expectations? I I, I think my expectation was like, I'm finally going to actually, I finally got, I'm, I'm finally going to make it. I'm finally going to do something. I'm going to, this is going to change my financial position. This is, you know, I, I, I'm going to build a career, you know, um, I'm going to make money. Like I, I actually saw that I was going to have a lot of rewards. I, I could visualize a positive outcome as I was starting my business, right? And right now, what are people's expectations? Well, you know, the buyers aren't going to buy. The interest rates are 7%. Um, sellers are, are unrealistic. They still want the a higher price and the market's kind of softening now. So we got attitude, approach, and expectations. What are your thoughts? And you know, if you can remember going back in time in, in, the, in the area of expectations, how, what, what was your thought? What was it going through your mind? Yeah, I mean, uh, number one, uh, I was not going to allow myself to fail. So, so okay. to me, that was my driving force going into the business. Like I was not going to fail no matter what it took. So it was, I'm going in, I'm doing whatever it's going to take to get some business and start generating some momentum, start generating some business. So there wasn't a, like right now, yeah, I can look back and say, look, well, I've got some listings out there. Yes, it's a little bit slower. I'm still going to make plenty of money. It's going to be fine. It's a it's a different mindset. Mm -hmm. So you you have to take your play, you have to take yourself back to where you were on day one. Like there's nothing more motivating than starting with zero. Right. So is if you woke up uh, today's Friday, I guess some people might be taking the weekend off. Monday morning, if you show up at the office an hour early with the mindset that look, today it's a new market, it's a new me. I'm starting off at zero. That's I think what you're talking about. I think if yeah. if you bring that kind of approach, that kind of attitude. Um, I think you're not only going to weather the storm, like you're going to, you're going to gain some market share over this next 12 to 18 months. Yeah, it sure is that the opportunities there. I mean, there's no question you're going to see a redistribution of market share shifting from certain uh, agents and certain teams, certain companies to other agents, whether it's a solo agent, team, company, brokerage. Uh, there's, you know, there's going to be survivors and there's going to be people, non-survivors in the category. But through the process of who's going to survive and who's not going to survive, the transactions are still going to be, be taking place. That's just the reality of the situation. Maybe there's going to be less, but there's going to be a lot less real estate agents, at least according to a lot of the projections that are out there in the in, in the industry. You know, so um, another thing is like you and I, you know, we, we did focus on, you know, lead generation and a lot of people, you know, have never really lead generated. Um, maybe or maybe you came into the business and you did lead generation and then the market got really hot and you got away from it. And right now you're trying to figure out, oh, gosh, I need to get some listings. Well, how are you going to get listings? You're going to probably have to do some sort of lead generation. 
Now, the term term lead generation does not mean cold calling. Lead generation, If just look it up on Google or whatever dictionary, if you still have a physical dictionary, look up lead generation. It might not be in the dictionary, surely be on Google, and you will not see calling FISBOs, calling expireds, just listed, just sold. Like those are things, those are things that I would call prospecting. Those are, those are categories that you can prospect. Prospect falls under the term lead generation, but what other things fall under lead generation? So let's just build a little bit of list here, both path, passive and active, right? Type of, uh, of, of, of strategies of what would fall under lead generation. So what are some things maybe that you don't do but we know if someone was consistent at it, it would work. Let's yeah, well, let's let's look at the let's look at the two words, lead generation, right? Because I because so many agents like I think you you you're exactly spot on what you were talking about. Because the moment you mention lead generation, yeah, people automatically say, well, I'm, I'm not going to pick up the phone and make calls. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not cold calling. It's it's lead generation. You're generating leads. That's all you're doing. Yeah. Right. That's all it is generating leads. Now, how you do it is completely up to you. There's people that door knock. Okay. There's people that all they do is mailers. There's people all they do is radio ads, billboards. There, there's just so many different things. Um, past Paper clients, click. Send us, huh? Paperclip, PPC. Pa- yeah. PPC. Yeah. You can Sweet sit there, good, spend some money, and put some PPC ads and let the leads come into you. You're lead generating. You're generating leads. Okay. Yeah. It's just you're not, you're not picking up the phone, and making calls. You know, the reason you and I always went the route of picking up the phone and making calls is because that's number one, the cheapest, number two, the most the reliable, the most dependable, most scalable, like, like no matter what the market's doing, what we've been doing, what I've been doing the last seven years, if I just do the same thing again, going forward and do a little bit more of it, I'm going to guarantee business. Yeah. Right. So that's why we've always gone the route of making outbound calls. It's just, it just, it's, it's just more dependable. But yeah. there's a lot of different ways to do it. Right. Yeah. So lead generation could be direct mail, could mm-hmm. be pay per click. Lead generation could be open houses. It could be, um, you know, working up, talking to your, calling your past clients. It could be FISBOs, expireds, repos, just listed, just sold. Probate. I mean, there's people that do probate leads. I mean, there's, there's so many variations of lead generation. Open houses. Oh, yep. Yeah, open houses. And so when we look back and say, okay, well, what did you do? Not a, but what did you do who are listening right now? What did you do in the beginning? Maybe you don't like gener- uh, prospecting. You never prospected, but you did something in your first market to build your business. Let's entertain the possibility that if you do that again, you might generate business because most lead, gener- lead generation strategies work. The difference between lead generation strategies is how predictable, how duplicatable, and how quickly do they give you a return. So somebody may say, okay, expires. Okay, usually expired when they come off the market, they're going back on the market in the next seven to 10 days. They're going back on the market. So that's it's predictable because we can see historically that they go back on the market. It's duplicatable. It's like, it's like every day there are some. And um, and then speed, it's really fast. Now, a FISBO may take a little bit longer because they try to sell it on their own. So a speed is a little bit less than a, an expired. A just listed, just sold, is speed is a little bit less than a FISBO, which is a little bit less than an expired. A direct mail is the speed is kind of unknown. 
it's um, it's predictable, but it's hard to duplicate, you know, but so in, in every aspect, you're probably going to see that it's a viable option to generate leads. The biggest difference will be how fast can you generate them? But besides that side of it, what did you do when you first got in the business? And are you willing to do it again? And, and if the answer is no, then I want to know why. So why do you think people have a hard time or resist going back to doing what they did before? Abe? Yeah, yeah, I want to add in one more question. You want to know, you want to know why. I also want to know what are you going to do? Okay. Like, <laughs> if you're not going to do that, what's the alternative? Right? What what are you what are you going to do? You just going to ride out the market and see what happens? Like to me, I, I just can't fathom that's even an option, right? So you have to have some sort of plan. And if you're not going to go back and, and do what you did early on, okay, then then figure out something that you're going to do. I'm sorry, you you asked me a question as I yeah, changed yeah, yeah. the subject. So yeah. the, the the thought was, Abe, it's like okay, so you know, because I'm I you know as I'm as I'm sharing this idea and this concept, mm-hmm. I'm I want to be clear to our audience that I'm surely not immune to this concept. I I I, I am um, subject to the things that I'm telling you. All agents are are subject to. So just be clear on that. We're speaking to ourselves, not just to you on this subject. But you know. You, you, we, we first come into real estate, you know, this is about our first market. We're excited. We go out there. We're really gung ho market gets really good. Maybe some sort of complacency sets in. Um, I, I'm not sure what else is setting in. And then the market shifts and all of a sudden it's like, Oh, we better get back to work, but it's not easy to get back to work. Why? What do you think? What do you think some of the reasons and struggles that real estate agents have to get through or are going through to, that prevents them from just getting excited overnight again? Well, I, I think number one is 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 really not letting it sink in, not being super clear on what kind of market we're getting into. Like we right. we have to make sure number one we're not in denial, right? There is not a single person out there that does forecast, whether it's an economist, whether it's a, it's a top agent in the market, there's not a single person that I've been able to speak to in the last three months that says that we're not going to go down in number of transactions these next 12 months. There's not a single person out there. If you anybody out there knows somebody, please find them. I'd love to talk to them. But the consensus across the board is there's going to be less transactions happening in the next 12 months. It could be as low as 4.5 million homes in the country, which is super low. We were over six point something million, 6.2, 6.7 million last year. I forgot what it was, but that's a, that's a 40% drop roughly. So Mm -hmm. number one, like right now you have to get clear and present that that's going to be the case. Cause I think it starts there. Knowing that there's going to be 40% less transactions in your market right now is going to, that by itself is going to light a fire underneath you. I would think. Yeah, I mean, I, I, so I think it's it starts there. Um, and then look, if, if you've been tracking your numbers, you're seeing it. Like I, I, I track my numbers and, and I know on average, I've, I've been, you know, every 13 people I talk to roughly, I get a listing. Now that number is cut in half. Now it's like, well, it really doubled. So I'm talking, I have to talk to about 25, 26 people right now to get a listing. So yes, I can keep doing what I was doing last year and do half the business. Or I can double the number of people I talk to and do the same business. 
right? So, so knowing your numbers, if you've been tracking your numbers, I think it it will also help motivate you, help help propel you forward, and know what know what to do. Um, but I think it has to start with let let's get real here. Let's let's look at what we're about to go into as a market. Yeah, you know, and you said, um, you know, just like when you when you acknowledge and you're aware and just admit, right? Just accept accept the truth for what it is, and that is that there's going to be a, a, a we're seeing signs that there's going to be a significant decrease in number of transactions. But you also said right after you said that that should be enough to like fire you up. And so here's what I'm. Here's what I'm feeling right now, Abe. I'm talking to so many real estate agents and there are a small, small percent, let's say 20% are fired up and immediately default to, holy cow, this is an opportunity. But 80% have defaulted to absolutely fear, worry, and stress. And some people are thinking about going out of business. Is this the right career for me? You know, I don't know that I can do this. I'm going to have to go get another a side job. You know, there's a lot of that going on. And so, you know, what I'm one of the reasons why, you know, I was inspired to have today's talk is like the 80% of the people that are seeing that this is the glass is half empty. And then 20% are thinking maybe this is the glass half full. For those that are thinking glass half empty, what should we be telling them? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's I'll, a I'll start. I'll start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll start. You know, I mean, what's on my mind is, you know, letting them and 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 what I guess what I should say, what I intend to tell them is exactly what this is about: is if you just treat this market like you did your first market, you'll be fine. Now, what I mean by that is you already know what to do. So people that are experiencing fear a lot of times in in a shifting market, a lot of times there is like, I don't know what to do. They may not be verbalizing that, but they feel they don't know how. They feel like they don't know what to do. And I always say, no, I don't believe that you don't know what to do because the first market you ever got in, you actually knew what to do. And that's why you've made it this long. So we we have to get real about how we're really feeling. You don't lack knowing how. What we have to do is we have to kind of stand up and take massive action on what we already know how to do. So when people like a deer, right? We they say a deer in headlights. What does a deer do when the when some light just shows up and starts shining? The deer freezes. They don't know to go left, right. Should I jump up? Should I duck down? They freeze. It's a deer in headlights, and then because they freeze, the car ends up hitting them. So the market is the car, and we are the deer. And 80% of people, in my opinion, are freezing. Yeah. I don't know if you should go left, right, up, or down, but I know one thing for sure. Make your move. Make a move. No, Make no, a no, move. Yeah, no question about that. And what what I would what I would say to them is, you know, really sit down and, and reflect on this and, and think about. Like, how bad do you want this? Yeah. 
like, do you want to be in a business? How bad do you want to be in a business? Right. So mm-hmm. some projections are saying that, you know, maybe 500,000 agents could be out of the business by the time we get through this market. Yeah. That, that's roughly a, a third, right? So yeah. 25% of the agents in the country do 75% of the business already, right? So that means 75% of the agents in this country are already hanging by a thread. The average, the average number of transactions per agent is what, five, six transactions a year? So they're oh hanging by a thread already. So if 80% of them are looking going into this market, they're looking at half full and they're freezing, don't know what to do. Like I would take a step back and say, look, do I really want to be in this industry? Mm-hmm. And if you do, then you've got to change your attitude. It's got to start there. One thing that's going to happen right now, as we start losing agents in this industry, what's going to happen is the ability to crack into that top 25%, the top 10%, the top 1% in your market is going to get easier and easier. There's less listings out there for everybody. There's less transactions out there for everybody. So the opportunity to actually seize some market share right now and really get into that top notch in your market is there for you. That's what's out in front of you. So so get clear on, do you really want this? And if the answer is yes, then get your butt moving and and have a goal like, okay, this is going to be my year where I'm going to crack into the top 10% of my market because you're not going to see another opportunity like this maybe ever. Or for a very long time. I, I think this is a huge opportunity. If I was a new agent getting into the business right now, I'd be licking my chops. I agree. Well, good. Eh? Well, I don't want to. I don't want the uh, you know the podcast to go on too long. I know that uh, you know we have a lot of people watching us live. This will be going out to the Level Up podcast. Abe, I wanted to mention one thing uh, to the people that are on the uh, Real Estate Sales Solutions uh, Facebook page. And for those that are not on Real Estate Sales Solutions Facebook page, you need to get on Real Estate Sales Facebook uh, 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 Sales Solutions Facebook page. It's free. We do things like this at no cost. So there's some coaching there. The Level Up podcast is obviously for those of you like like podcasts. That's why we record it and and, and have it here also. But um, on the Facebook page, um, you'll see that um, we just started promoting something we call the Backstage. So check out the Backstage. It's a um, a product that Abe and I have created. There's hundreds of videos that we have created. A lot of videos have never been seen by anybody, and so um, some of the stuff is out there in the public. A lot of the stuff is not out there in the public, and for for a small cost, I think the first hundred people that get involved, it's like $24. What? How much is it? Yeah, it's, it's half price for the first three months for the first hundred people, like $24.50 a month, like $24, yeah. not $2,400, $24.50. That's right. And you get basically backstage. Uh, hopefully you get the point. You get to go backstage with Abe and I and look at some of the content that we really don't release to the public that often. And so go ahead and join that. Again, that'll be the, just for the first 100 people at 2450 And then after that, the uh, price does go up. So Abe, thank you so much for um, to, uh, for meeting here here on the Level Up podcast with at such a short notice. Uh, for those of you, if you have comments, thoughts, questions, concerns, fears, put them in the comment section of the Real Estate Sales Solutions Facebook page right under this video. Abe and I are constantly on this page, so we'll give you some um, we'll give you some information. We'll give we'll answer your questions, and we just hope to uh, be a part of your growth in the future. Abe, hey, thank you so much. Enjoy it, Greg. See you. Bye bye.